Hi, everyone. I'm Ricky Grove, and this is a Now for Something Completely Machinima podcast. Welcome. Uh, we have Tracy Harwood as a guest, Damian Valentine, and Phil Rice, our regular. Hello, everybody. Hi. Well, we had such a good time talking about our last film. We have a new one, my pick. Um, you, By the way, you can. Uh, this is our third season. You can check uh, our films out at, or our podcast out at completelymachinima.com. Now, my pick is an interesting one, I, um, at least to me. I was rooting around and trying to find new films, and I came across, as you usually do when you're doing internet searches, you end up following little paths that take you down to cubby holes. And this led me to a place that um, uh, was sharing a lot of Team Fortress 2 game-based uh, machinima using the old source filmmaker. And I came across this uh, Team Fortress 2 law-abiding engineer. And what it is, it's a composited machinima, which is a very interesting uh, idea, which is they take Team Fortress 2 characters and they composite them into a trailer uh, of a film called Law-Abiding Citizen. And they substitute Citizen for the engineer character. And they've done this thing so effectively that even today it was made 12 years ago um <laughs> and the film was uh, in 2009 which was a big hit everybody loved it and it was made in the old source filmmaker which is just impossible i mean it has a learning curve like everest if you've ever tried to work in the source filmmaker it's just impossible even the documentation is impossible but anyway they did such a great job that I had to pick it to, to share it with you guys. What I liked about it is, A, it's very funny. It's also very well-crafted and uh, quite a interesting idea. In short, the compositing is not an easy thing to do, especially blending the lighting because you're putting 2D characters in a live-action environment. And they did the lighting and color uh, uh compositing so well that the characters fit right in. I was so impressed with it and just laughed out loud. True One More User is the creator, and he has several other interesting films. One I've done a special mention of called Team Fortress 2 Demo Man by Pure Pawnage, which uh, we're going to talk about afterwards. This It's not quite as good as Law Abiding Engineer, but it's quite funny. What did you guys think of the film? Well, I love the throwback to um, Team Fortress 2, which, which I, you know, I thought it stood up surprisingly well after 12 years. Yes. Uh, I mean, that that was 12 years. You would never know that, really. Um, it's obviously a trailer um, and, it, you know, these characters are kind of superimposed. You've got Gerard Butler as the engineer character. You've got Jamie Foxx as spy and... And there's a whole bunch of, of TF2 character assets. Now, actually, I don't know the name of, but there were loads of them. There weren't just, it wasn't just the engineer. There was quite a few, I think. And obviously you've got the voice acting, which is absolutely, you know, it, 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 it's it's not, it's just from the film. So it's, it's great. It's just from the original trailer. Um, but what I think is really good about this is the way that the character positions um, are exactly the same yes. as the characters yes. in the in the in the original trailer yeah. um and so clearly what this this guy's done <clears> is <throat> tried to find character poses 
um, in TF2 and then just sort of cut, cut, cut away the background, I guess. Um, composite. Well, yeah, composite, okay. But this, I think, was done pre-Source Filmmaker, which came out in 2012. Although maybe that's not completely true because I think it was also leaked in 2007 as a beta release of no, TF2. No, I think you're right. You're absolutely right. I think you're right. It so, came out before Source Filmmaker. Yeah. Now, I think I mentioned that because there's actually quite a lot of uh, comments on the video that seemed to suggest that Source was used, but I don't think it was, although I'm not really sure. Um and according to the creator, it was made using Max, Adobe After Effects, Photoshop, and Premiere. Um, so I think there's a there's quite a lot of skill in the layering up here. Yeah. Um, but I think there's also something something else, which is the detail um, that uh, of what he's gone into, because if you compare the original trailer of of Law Abiding Citizen to this side by side, um. It's absolutely spot on. And in fact, so much so that the creator has even done that as well. So you've got a split screen version of this with the original trailer. <laughs> that's definitely worth watching. And that's on his channel too. So that that's I would great. recommend. Yeah. Yeah, they've very I mean, witty, we, funny. We've been we, shot for shot. Go ahead, Ricky. I was just going to say that back in our first season, we did a really interesting uh a movie that was a trailer of the town that dreaded sundown mm -hmm. uh, by a guy who shot it in red dead redemption 2 although he didn't use the live action he uh, remade the trailer using the sound track in uh, uh, red dead redemption 2 this is actually using the live action and compositing team fortress 2 characters within it which i think is even harder yeah go ahead phil yeah, um, we've we've seen all of us, I'm sure, have seen shot by shot recreations of trailers using various technologies and stuff. This is like, like Tracy said, it's a whole other level because the it's shot for shot, angle per angle, position per position. I mean, it's just it's 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 just about flawless. Really, really, a lot of attention to detail to it. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. There's those Team Fortress characters. They they really that that it's almost like uh 3d version of uh dragon's lair you remember dragon's lair animation uh -huh. yeah. they've got yeah. that kind of vibrant lively it's cartoonish and yet you know there's more depth to them and stuff um as far as what it was made with I, maybe it wasn't called source filmmaker at the time but there were tools that let you make films in those source engine games, particularly Half-Life 2, like what, what Paul Marino used for uh, Still Seeing uh, Brain. Still Seeing Brain, right. Face Poser, oh. was that what it was called at the time? Was it called Face, Face Poser? Poser? Oh, okay. Something like that. And it, there, there was a, a tool for that where you could pull up a character from one of the games. Most people did it with the G-Man. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then you could sequence animation of all whatever however they were rigged um animation and and lip sync and all of that it, it it was very primitive it was like ricky remembers it was very hard to work with um but people did it so i'm wondering if uh 
seems likely to me that these shots were with some kind of tool like that rather than from within the actual game of Team Fortress, because that would yeah, be a lot yeah, harder to arrange mm. the, the background for compositing. It'd be a lot harder to arrange that in the game, whereas if you were able to bring it into that tool, I believe you could just load up whatever image behind them and uh, and then adjust the angle of the camera and everything to get right. it right mm, and sequence right. the movements and reactions and all of that. So I, I think that tool was called Face Poser, but it's once source film they were some uh, source filmmaker came along, they abandoned the terminology for all that, and it was that's just uh, what it was. Well, compositing those tools existed using... long before it was packaged as such. Yeah. Right, that's a good point. If they had, say, for example, a white background in Face Poser. They could easily use something called chroma key in right. any major uh, uh, video filmmaker in which you choose the color that you're going to remove. Yeah. And it just removes that color and then you composite, you put whatever background you want on it. In this case, he did, he used the trailer background. Right. Uh, the other method, if you're going to shoot it in game, would be extremely tedious because you would have to remove the background for every single cell mm. in 24 frame every frame 24 frames a second and even in that short period of time you're still talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of cells so i don't think he did that that technique oh yeah i think it was shot over the composited background probably mm. green or blue i mean I, white's yeah, tough yeah. to deal with because then you're you've got the whites in people's eyes and right, right, like right. with the engineer he's got a little bit of white t-shirt showing and black is really tough because then it's the shadows so it's it's there was probably some kind of a way to put some kind of a a solid color one of the traditional yeah, one yeah. um solid green or solid blue and they just they uh, that uh face poser tool i'm pretty sure you could you could engineer lighting and things like that to yeah, yeah. to create the animations i think paul uh in, paul marino in his still seeing green there's a significant amount of compositing that he used there that he used that face poser tool. I'm pretty sure it was called now yeah, um, yeah. for the Breen character that was right. I remember right. was lip syncing the words, right. And there was yep, half yep. two behind him. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's probably what it was done. It's just, it's rare to see that so well done because yeah. Yeah. To, to merge that footage with these, this live action thing, matching up that lighting and all that. Lighting, sort of, yes. Mm, and man, color, too. That's some real the, skill the, there. The tone, the color tone on the Team Fortress characters are nothing like the color tone yeah. of a realistic live action film. So it took a lot of work. Yeah. Did you guys find really it as, nice funny, as funny as I did? Mm. I thought it was yeah. extremely funny. I had yeah. to watch it more than once mm. just to appreciate the human behind it. Because... It's it's kind of fun to watch it, but you need to watch it again mm. and to to really absorb it, and you get more of the humor of it because you're you know it's done with the machinery. You, you know what to expect, so you can appreciate the joke behind it. And yeah. um, as as has already been commented, it was really well done because uh, Phil, you said we've all seen shot for shot recreations of things, and that's usually the entire scene. So if the head's slightly off, it doesn't matter that much because you still get the gist of it. This has right. to be perfect. Oh, it doesn't work because you see the original one behind. Um, yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I found it very funny too. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. I almost wanted good. to see the whole film with Team Fortress characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I really enjoyed also in that collection of Team Fortress Two uh, uh, Machinima, which I'll we'll put a link on in our. Uh, 
our show notes for it. I also found an interesting film called Demo Man by Pure Pawnage. It's a short film. It has very, very funny voice acting, excellent voice acting, a very <laughs> foul language film. <laughs> it has that perfect blend of what I like in classic machinima, the low budget, fast and fun. Uh, I won't define what fun is. If you don't know what it is, then <laughs> there's no reason to define it. Um, the, the group has been around for over a decade. They produce humorous live action shorts as well. Um, Pure Pawnage is a great site. Uh, very, very funny stuff. Irreverent, uh, uh, rude, crude, raunchy. Uh, I liked it a lot. Did any of you get a chance to watch it? I did. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Pure Pawnage. Is it Pawnage? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? I, yeah. But yeah, I, I watched them back in the day. I hadn't seen this before. I got to be honest with you. The the this film didn't. I I I kind of watched it with like a smile and a nod. It didn't make me laugh until oh. the very last line. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I just <laughs> lost it. <laughs> oh great yeah i'm almost glad that i wasn't laughing at the rest of it because that just hit me like a tyson yeah. punch i almost uh oh. spattered my screen with water at that oh, point, not actually. woke yeah. deliciously not woke wonderful yeah. wonderful you know, now, now this is a more traditional machinima film it's not a composited work in a right. trailer it's an actual machinima film shot inside of team fortress 2 yes. classic um and it follows the sort of the kind of um break room storytelling of one character to another yes. about all of the crazy <laughs> adventures that they've gone to done in this sort of um afro-american style you know of quick fast and irreverent um, I just thought it was funny, and you're right. That last, that last piece was just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, the energy of it too is very exciting. I was glad to see a machinima film that had such great energy that was reflected in the cutting, and in the angles, and in the expressions. And you're right, Phil. Those uh, TF two characters are so very expressive, especially for yes. comedy. What yes. did you think, Damien? Um. I, like Phil, I, I enjoyed it and I, I did chuckle a few of the times the way through it and I enjoyed the energy to it because you don't see that a lot. Even in this kind of machinery where it's kind of making fun of the game, um, just to find that amount of energy in the in the narration of it, that, that was really good. But it's that last line, which I'm not going to spoil it. I think you have to watch it. I just, I, I'm glad that was the end because I'd have to pause it because I was laughing so much. Yeah. I went back and watched all the way again. I enjoyed it on the second time more because I knew that was coming and it adds yeah. something to it. Um, but it, it's just, it's the perfect length as well because it's too short, it, it just wouldn't yep. have worked. But any longer, it would have been too long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I have to admit, I've not seen too much Team Fortress Smith cinema. So it's nice to, to go back and revisit um, something that's made. This is 15 years ago, I believe. Mm. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, no, this and... was 2007, this one. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 15 years. Um, yeah. It doesn't look like a game that's made 15 years ago. If you watch some machinima from 15 years ago, it looks like it was made 15 years ago. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks like it could have been made, you know, today. Yeah. And it's got, because it's got that, 
the Team Fortress characters are stylized, so they they don't age. It gives them a the timelessness, way. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and because the animation is very fluid as well, they don't have that. Um, when we were talking about last week about Movie Storm, um, Movie Storm looks dated because the character's animation is the way it is. But with Team Fortress, the animation is so good it doesn't look dated either. And uh, yeah, and the humor of it is really funny. So I enjoyed it. Well, it's a good pick. I wonder if anybody is still working with Source Filmmaker, uh, the current version. I think it's from Half Life Two Source Filmmaker. I think that was the last one that was put out. Pro- probably because yeah. Valve, yes, they are. They yeah, are. Valve hasn't discovered the number three, so people are still fans of their yeah. second games on those various uh, series they've done. So. My son actually came in the other day. He's he's just this past month played through Half Life Two for the first time. He got oh, it on some right. kind of special, and he played through all the episodes. So he comes in, sits on the couch the other night. And he goes, "Yeah." So th- they say that they're making Half Life Three. That gave me <laughs> the last line of this movie. It's like, oh, my son, you have a lot to learn. Yes, yes. You know, well, the- you know if. If anybody is listening um, and you know or you are a source filmmaker or you know about source filmmaker films, please contact us at talk at completelymachinima.com. We'd love to hear more about it. Tracy, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah, I was going to say I did a little bit of um, digging around um, because, you know, I thought this was a lot of fun. And I'd, I have to say I'd forgotten about um, Team Fortress 2, really. Um, and the channel... You know, it kind of reminded me. Uh, it kind of reminded me that there were these other sort of gamer community communities which kind of existed at the same time we were looking at loads of other stuff. But I'd kind of not followed it as well. Uh-huh. Um, so and you know, so I was quite surprised to see the date of this one as well. You know, November two thousand and seven. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Which you know was at the same time that I was doing the European Machinima Festival. So this one really kind of passed me by as a community. So I never really knew all that much about it. Um, but I started looking at it because I was kind of curious about what that was all about. And um, what I found was that, you know, Valve ran an annual contest, which I did know about, called the Saxi Awards. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Um, and, it, and it was, you know, it was really quite significant. There were a huge number of awards for themed content from basically everything from comedy to drama and anything in between. But it was kind of designed for that community, primarily Team Fortress 2. But I believe also other engines were then included a little bit included a little bit later on. And Valve actually ran that contest between 2011 and 2017. So it's sort of towards the back end that we were doing the Machinima festivals, but then ran on to 2017 i didn't know it ran that long Hmm. um and but it was actually between the first and the second contest that they actually formally released source filmmaker um and that's basically how they encouraged this kind of massive growth in machinima during that sort of period um because anything that went into one of those um saxi contests had to be entered using source um so then, you know, uh, come 2007, uh, it, it didn't run. But then it briefly also got 
picked up again in 2021 by members of the Source community, apparently because Valve didn't want to run the, ten, uh, the contest again. Um, so, uh, as far as I as far as I understand, it's you know the Saxies has kind of sort of gone by the wayside, but there's still quite an active community working in Source and thinking about how they can engage with the community. I understand the 21 contest didn't have that many entries, although it was in the end supported by Valve on the side, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah, And it, it kind of, it, you know, those sort of machinima communities, um, to this group of folks, um, I think I was really quite fascinated to read that what Valve would do with the with the main Saxy award winner was fly them into their headquarter and give them a session with its filmmakers. <laughs> which I thought was that's really lovely, isn't it? To sort of yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, but I again I that had all kind of passed me by a little bit. Um but there are awards pages for all those films that sort of went in, you know, that, that were awarded a Saxy. And actually, Phil, believe it or not, your pick next week is also a guy that was part of that um community. He was one of the winners of a Saxy Award. Oh wow. Um oh, which yeah. I which I think is a really interesting connection between you know uh, team team fortress and, and all these other things because yeah. the connection is actually the fact that they ran on the source engine. Um which I think is 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 quite interesting. And that's how come Valve used to open the open the 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 um, awards up to other other creators. Cool. Um, we should make sure we have a link uh, for the Saxy Award for those people who want to follow it up. Yeah. yeah, but I will. The other thing I'll say is that actually, and again to my point last week about the Unreal trajectory, Source pretty much has the same outgrowth trajectory that as Unreal Engine does have. But I think the key difference here is that it has a connection back into the game. And that's because the Saxies are actually virtual um, assets that that have to be used inside um, Team Fortress 2. So they're, so they're, they're actually in-game weapons. Um, so it actually takes you back into the game rather than Unreal, which has kind of now got this you know, this vision for this tool set to, to be something well beyond the game origins. Source just never went there. Yeah. Apparently. So yes. I think what, what these two films you've picked, Ricky, are they, they demonstrate to me a kind of bygone creative era. Um but one that has been hugely influential in the development of contemporary tools. Um and I think I don't think the creative practice that you see in these films has has aged that much, actually, or changed that much even. But I think the tool sets definitely have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so my conclusion, looking at this and then reflecting on what we talked about last week, is that I think it's up to really, it's really up to creators to think very carefully about how the game relates to the creative process, because I do think. Team Fortress and games like it have a huge future with this sort of thing. It's just how it's embedded in the process that's kind of missing a little bit at the moment. Yeah. Well, Modern, you're, that's a very, very good point, um, Tracy. And I think, well, it's well worth thinking about even some more. But I think modern games coming out at a time in which Machinima was not 
such a high interest level in our culture makes them less interested in providing tools for machinima filmmakers. Back in the day, Source was right in the middle, or Valve was right in the middle of the whole machinima uh, uh, peak. And of course they wanted to get involved in it. So it's a bit of a shame uh, that there aren't more game companies. Like I'm thinking, I'm talking about you, Elden Ring. Um, you, rather than having a modder come up with a mod which you have to pay monthly to use, which is still galls the hell out of me, um, they should have done it themselves. They should have provided a, a tool to be able to tell stories and to, because the, the the rise of open world gaming is so fascinating and the ways that you interact and and the complexities of the different environments is perfect i mean i could see hugh hancock slavering over elden ring about all of its different locations and places and environments and characters boy you could come up with something incredibly lovecraft in in that environment so it's a little disappointing that game uh, companies aren't really uh, helping with tools like that. Um, and you're right, it's sort of a bygone era with Valve and uh, Source Filmmaker and Team Fortress Classic, one that has really influenced our modern uh, tool approach. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's it, uh, we're going to call this session done. Turn it over like a pancake and serve it. Put some maple syrup on top and have a big old bite. I have no idea where that analogy came from, but I just went with it. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you I want pancakes now. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thanks for your good comments. A link to the film T-Fortress 2 Law-Abiding Engineer will uh, be on our uh, website. Please make sure you watch it. It's a very funny and interesting film, and I'm glad all of you enjoyed it as well. Contact us if you have anything you'd like to share. Um, talk at completelymachinima.com check our show notes at completelymachinima.com and also our news uh, which Tracy has been running primarily um, on our blog has some really really interesting stuff there so thanks thank you all for, for sharing your thoughts with us and for listening to us and watching to us today and we'll see you next week with a new film bye bye bye, bye.